Hi, welcome to the first ever Connect Learn Play podcast. My name is Jamie Coles, and I'm going to be the host of these podcasts, which will hopefully be going on for some time into the near future, uh, every fortnight on a Friday morning. Um, it's always exciting when you're setting up a new project and you're coming full of enthusiasm, and it's, it's quite easy for it to fizzle out and die. So I hope that's not the case with these. Uh, so the first guest today, I'm very excited to welcome, uh, Alistair Norman. Hi. So do you want to start, uh, if you're right, sort of introducing yourself and kind of who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name's Alistair Norman. I'm a lecturer in information management in Leeds, uh, working for Leeds University Business School. Part of a research group called AIMTECH, which is focused on adaptation, information management and technology. And not particularly by design, but because that's where we've ended up working, we have a specialisation really in public safety and communications and technology around there. So I'm involved in research. We've just finished an FP7 project, which was run by the School of Computing here, called I'm Real, which was looking at taking virtuality and injecting reality into it, so augmented virtuality rather than augmented reality. Um, I'm involved in teaching a range of areas, both information management specific and general management, as well as some collaborative work with our engineering faculty. Right. And do a bit of consultancy. So. Right, okay. Quite a few things. So we're going to talk about sort of social media and, yep. and that. Stuff. So what kind of uh, cool things are you, are you doing with social media, if you like? Um, um, I don't know whether we're projects. particularly cool. <laughs> um, we've been using it and we're increasingly we're seeing it as a tool. So we have social media accounts, primarily Twitter and LinkedIn. Um i give you a couple of specific examples. For the research group, we have a Twitter feed. Uh, that's intended really just to make people aware that we're still around. So we try and get people to follow that. And that's industrial collaborators, partners within the business school, within that sort of context. Um, there are some balances there because some people are really interested in the techie toy end of this sort of thing. So they'd appreciate being alerted to fun interfaces and controls and stuff like that we get excited about that other people would just see that as noise so we're trying to strike a balance and I don't think you ever know exactly how to do that between volume and content for that sort of audience for sure do you do any um, kind of measurement of your audience do you, do you keep tabs on who's following you and, and why they might be doing that we keep tabs on the simple number stats and we group people because we also encourage both prospective and current students to follow the research group. Okay. Um, two reasons for that. One is to help with the admissions process, so keeping people interested um, for particularly the postgraduate courses, particularly those who can't physically come to open days because we've got a lot of overseas students. The other is building capacity and building demand, so we encourage students who we come into contact with to follow the research group if they've got an interest in information. And we make them aware through that that we do a range of modules which are electives. So students can select into this from architecture, medicine, whatever. Right. Um, there's a bit of gentle promotion in there as well for the master's courses that we run. Um, sure. Some of it, to be honest, is internal audience stuff. It's highlighting things which you know, we know will then go across the Twitter feeds of people who we want to see it in turn. Right. So how are you, are you how are you grouping these these audiences? Are you using any tools for that? Or are you just sort of aware of who's there and you're tailoring your tweets to that? We're aware of who's there. We're also running in parallel 
um, particularly for those that we feel need more interaction. Uh, we're running a LinkedIn pages. Our advisory group is an example for that. We've got quite a high-powered advisory group, so we have um, companies like Talis, IBM, um, Port P, Soft Souls, um, Tsys uh, represented on there. Right. Ericsson. Um, we've also got government representation as well as academics. We run a LinkedIn group for that. The logic being that they have quite similar interests and. Part of what we've done with the advisory group is set it up as something which is useful to the advisory board members as well as to us. So they get to network, they get to talk to each other, and it's a communication channel for them. We moderate it lightly, but hopefully that takes that sort of slightly more detailed discussion offline and away from Twitter. Right. Um, so for those sort of things, you have to you have to have quite a, uh, an amount of content going out. Um, I suppose to keep people engaged and interacting, are you are you sort of working as a team to consciously create content, or are you? Yeah, there are four of us who are actively tweeting. Um, we have taken responsibility effectively for monitoring different sources, and we've got some guidelines. So anybody gets a paper published, that the first author will tweet that. Anybody gets a research grant, that will be tweeted. Otherwise, we're looking for content. Um, my particular area is a bunch of stuff around cloud computing, Internet of Things, and how that's going to impact on information. So I tend both to tweet and retweet around those sorts of areas. Um, another group member has a particular interest in public um, surveillance, um, civil liberties, and is tweeting around the sort of information stuff. So he's been busy with the NSA and prison and GCHQ. Sure, yeah. So do you, do you have sort of a, an arrangement where, so I'm just thinking there's, there's a risk with that where, you know, first thing in the morning, you might all log on and, and share some content, and then there's there's nothing for the rest of the day. Or if you've got some kind of arrangement of when you're going to go on and, and do these We things. aim for um, no more than about six or seven tweets a week to the main feed. Um, right. Okay. Most of our audience are not following us with bated breath. We want them to register that we're still there. We want decent stuff to go across their screens. But if we start sending them five tweets a day, some, they're going to unfollow us really quickly. Okay. Um, has, uh, has your team got kind of their own Twitter accounts as well that they're, they're using alongside it, or is it? Um, for specialist areas, yes. Personal use clearly is completely separate. Um, right. Although sometimes the personal tweets are worth retweeting. Mm -hmm. um, we in turn follow a bunch of other research groups, both in this university and others, as well as companies, etc. So there's quite a lot of stuff that's worth retweeting. I'll probably do half a dozen of those a week. Right. Uh, are you sharing much kind of um, original content, such as blog posts and articles, or is it? Um, very little. We're signing people to that sort of stuff in other areas. So we have information on the web. We have our own web pages. So we, when we change those, we're signing to that. If we publish an article, publish a report, or are mentioned in the press, um, you know, we were on um, the Economist um, on FT and on BBC recently mentioned behind a report that we did. And so we would link to that rather than actually putting specific content in for it. Gotcha. So there's a lot of sort of, there's a bit of triage and filtering and then there's a bit of sort of promotion as well. Sort of feeding yeah. people off in the other way. Um, okay, do you use it in your in your teaching practice as well? You using yes, Twitter? I run Twitter feeds for not every module that I teach um, because the ones that are 
slap bang on the information topic, we direct to the AIMTech, the research group information feed. Right. Um, we can hit you know, four or five modules that way. I've got another bunch of modules around general management, so I run a Twitter feed for those, and I run one for the groups that I have around engineering. So I work with our engineering faculty on delivering business education for engineers. So they're interested in particular areas of operations, logistics, supply chain. So I tend to tweet around those, but they're pretty much a broadcast media. We're not getting into much in the way of any response to that. Um, it's a way of pushing things to people. That doesn't mean that they have to read their university email because there's a whole bunch of people who don't. So it's another way of contacting people, um, and it's used in that way. I tend to keep it to fairly short stuff, interesting programs, um, sometimes things that spur at the moment. But equally, I keep a watching brief. I've got a couple of searches set up around Google Alerts around things like mobile technology and policing, mobile technology, transformational government. So I tend to use those as sources. It's fun stuff. The idea, hopefully, the students get the idea. This management stuff is real. It's happening. It affects people. People in businesses are talking about it. People are reporting it. This isn't just some sort of dry academic subject. It's happening out there in the real world today. Right. Um... So it's sort of it's maintaining that engagement between the, the sessions, is that the sort of...? Yeah, sometimes signalling. Um, for instance, I structured a session fairly recently when, I don't know if you remember, Ryanair made the shock announcement, which had us all reeling back in our seats, that they were going to try being nice to customers. And I happened to be doing something around control in businesses, and I thought, well, this is ideal, because mostly, you know, pretty much all the students will have flown on Ryanair or another budget airline. You know, so pulled out quite a lot of content around that, and I used um, Twitter just to signal that and say, this is what we're going to be looking at. Here are a couple of resources. Have a look at this stuff before the session, because I'm going to use it as an illustration of the way that an organization adjusts and controls its operations in response to feedback. Right. Uh, that's that's, a, that's something nice and, and relevant and timely for the students as well. Then. Yeah. Well, it was the same day, so, so. it was spot on. You know, it was in all the news coming up across different papers it was coming up a lot of it was coming up in the Twitter sphere as well yeah hey that sounds really really good um, so have you got different Twitter uh, accounts for each module then is that um, the for groups of modules now they were for orig originally four modules but one of the things that Twitter is not particularly friendly about is giving you multiple accounts so I'm running out of email addresses because you can only have one email address associated with one handle right so you were, you were using dots in your Google mail is that right Yes. Yes. Did you know the Google Mail G Gmail uh, hack, if you like? So if you Gmail and Google Mail are interchangeable as domains. Ah, right. So that oh, gives okay. you that gives you yes. that gives you another double the amount of uh, of email possibilities. Right. Oh, good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. So you can have two accounts per Gmail, I suppose. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, okay. So I mean, is is are you finding it difficult kind of managing multiple accounts? I know on the Twitter app you can have on on Android certainly you can have multiple accounts on on the app. Yeah, it's, it's fairly easy. Um, quite a lot of the content you know, I find is sometimes relevant to two or three of the groups. I've got sort of four main groups, right. um, and I'm quite often find that something that I pick up for one, I think, well, actually, this is relevant to another as well. So I tend to just copy and paste and send something very similar. Or very minor changes to it. But part of the ease of using it 
is that smartphone, tablet, desktop, desktop at home, it doesn't matter where, it doesn't particularly matter when, if you've got 10, 15 seconds, then you can send something. Okay, what about, uh, I mean, you were saying about using it because uh, students aren't looking at their emails. Um, there's no guarantee they'll see a tweet. If they're not on Twitter at that particular time of day, there's no no guarantee they'll see that. No, it's pure added value. Right, for okay. Students. I wouldn't use it to announce a change in a class or anything like that. Um, so it's pure added value. It's just another way of reaching people. You know, somebody who doesn't look at their university email, doesn't see the announcement floating across the VLE, may get it on Twitter. Right. And you found this to, to be beneficial? Have you, have you got any kind of... You don't know about a 30% take-up, um, typically. Okay. Um, that's going up slowly year on year. Um, and I'm finding that the take-up is higher in engineering than it is in business. So oh, really? they're probably 5% higher. You'd think that actually business should be engaging in things like Twitter more. Yeah, it should be, but uh, the figures are slightly lower. I mean, the... They're fairly big modules, and some of mine are mixed anyway. There are electives which anybody can select into from across the university. But um, so I think the actual the total figure was just over thirty percent uh, right. last time I checked it. So that will go up slightly uh, this year, maybe as we get perhaps closer to exams and coursework. And, you know, the odd little tweet goes out around that, and it might attract a few people. So, but that's fine. You know, that's you know, when you've got six hundred people in a module, then. 200 Twitter followers is not bad. Absolutely. Um, I find find the best way to increase your Twitter followers is to mention that you're on Twitter and suddenly everyone's searching for you and they're adding you. Um, is is the I mean the other 70 percent are they just not are they just not on Twitter or are they refusing to get on board with with following I've a? Had, only had one conscientious objector. Um, okay. Who actually went through the hierarchy in the business school. Um, yeah highlighted that she didn't want to use Twitter and felt that you know, being asked to do so was intrusive, etc., etc. And um, that's one of the reasons why everything I do on Twitter is duplicated to the BLE. Um, but most people, I think, just choose not to use it. I think you know, in talking to quite a lot of the first-year students particularly, there's too much else going on. Yeah. You know, they're in a new place, they're working in a new way, they've got a new circle of friends, they've got a whole bunch of different activities, they're living away from home for the first time. There's just too much going on, and Twitter, if it was important, floats down the priority list a little bit. Absolutely. Um, it'd be great if there's a... And we, we use Moodle as our VLE. Um, it'd be great if we can kind of embed the Twitter feed onto onto Moodle. Like, you can on a website, you can say that it's kind of HTML widget. Uh, yeah, we, we've got Blackboard, but as far as I know, we can't embed the Twitter feed in there either. Yeah. Uh, whether it's something they're looking at, I don't know. I do know there was some talk of them taking on a Yammer-type platform um, so that you could do internal microblogging. Um, we'll see. It's kind of against the whole point of using Twitter though, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. forcing well, forcing the students back into the the, the yeah, back into, back the, into university the university systems, systems yeah. Um, whereas the benefit of, of Twitter, similarly to Facebook, is that, that the students are already there, they're already using it. Um, yeah. Why why not Facebook? Um, out of interest? Um, I've had, I've used Facebook successfully and in terms of engagement it's higher, you get, I got well over 50%. Yeah, the problem that I've got that. with Facebook is the difficulty of killing a group. Um, 
so if I take one module, I created a group for a big module, 600 um, students or so, um, 380 or something like that in the Facebook group. Fine while the module was running and I was moderating it and people were on topic and it was great. Um, okay, same question was being asked again and again, but you, know, you can keep that on, you can deal with that. Um, I hadn't appreciated how hard it is to kill a Facebook group. Right. And when we came to the end of the module, I tried just to turn it off, and you can't. So this community, because people have been used to using it, continued. And I was horrified when I went back into it about three months later. Uh, the sort of content that was on there. So right. I did eventually manage to kill it, and I'm not going to do that one again. Sort of a Facebook within Facebook, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I know I know. sort of um, special effects course here use it quite a lot, and I... There must be some kind of mutual agreement. I think if you to... use it ongoing, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah we, we've looked at it as a research group and decided it's just too too interactive for us. We don't want to be responding at that sort of speed. But if you do want to, it's great. But you've got to keep doing it. Once you start, you can't stop. You know, you've got to ride the tiger. You've right. got to keep on top of it and moderate it. I can't do that with modules. They run for 10 weeks and then I close them off until I run them the next time, if I run them the next time. Right, I think this might be a course group, and I think uh, I don't know whether they've they've sort of put students as moderators as well, but it's it's quite nice now it's gone on because you know some people have graduated, so there's alumni are kind uh, as, of as interacting with first and second years. We run you know, a whole bunch of stuff around social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc., and those are constantly moderated. But it's becoming a major activity. I think we've now got three people who are specifically dedicated to running social media in the business school. Right. You know, it's either the whole job or a significant part of it. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, what about the, the the rest of your institution? Um, how are they using, are they using Sewerton in a similar way to you? or are they? Yeah, I think so. There's um, fairly patchy adoption. Right. The, I think I'm probably one of the few people using it with our engineers, despite the fact that they seem to react quite well to it. Um, we know that people like our medical school have done a great deal. Um, they've also done a great deal around mobile technologies. So mm -hmm. they've been tending to use Twitter and Facebook and doling out iPhones to aspiring doctors mm -hmm. as being the tool that gets people to then engage with professional practice and type materials. So they've been doing a great deal around mobile learning and integrating social media and those sorts of tools into things like e-portfolios for doctors who are out, um, for nursing you know, staff who are out, and also into the dental school. Um, I understand Institute of Communication Studies have been using it quite extensively, but I haven't come into contact with that particular one. Right. So as, as a, I mean, I've, I've spoken to some people, particularly in the... Um, perhaps like sick form college and things where they've just tried to, to shut it all down and because it's it's sort of almost it's that control I suppose, um, central control of yeah. of Twitter. I mean, we've as as an institution we've had a couple of in you know bruising encounters. Um, you know, we had a Facebook group set up by some disgruntled students on a particular module a couple of years ago. Right. And we jumped on it pretty quickly, we sorted it, but that's there forever. Yeah. But you can't stop it. Yeah. The US has the rate my teacher type stuff. It hasn't really taken off here. Yeah. But you know, if you want to go onto that type of platform in the US and write what you want to write about somebody, it's there forever. 
Yeah. And even if it's removed from the site, just use Wayback Machine, we can find it. So. Yeah. Um, so that's the. I mean, what? Are there any other negatives that you've you've really found, or? No, it's another way of engaging with people. It's another tool. Yeah. Uh, it's becoming expected. There is an element of that sort of box ticking. You know, so and so's got social media. We ought to have it. Mm -hmm. So there is a bit of pressure to do it, but it does do a job for you as well. You know, we can con you know, contact and keep engagement with our advisory group, with our corporate partners, with people like that, far more easily and far more effectively than we could through having to send out periodic emails or rely on face-to-face you know, -face or virtual meetings. So as a tool, it does a job for us, but it's never going to be the type of immediate revolutionary impact that perhaps some of the zealots predict at the beginning when something like this comes in. It's like any of the sort of long-wave innovations. It gets hyped way over the top to start with. The Gartner hype cycle you know, gives you that, you know, that technology trigger up to the peak of inflated expectations, trough of disillusionment, uh, before you start going up and thing actually working. Social media has revolutionized all sorts of the ways that we do business, the way that we engage. But the long-term impact is still to come because we're still climbing what I've got the hype cycle terms, the slope of enlightenment to hit the plateau of productivity, and it's going to be a really long slope. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are there any other? I mean, you talked about LinkedIn, and obviously, you uh, aversion to Facebook now because you're saying that. Are there any other social tools um, or platforms that you're using to engage students outside of the VLEs? No. Um, considered WhatsApp, um, don't think right. it's necessarily going to do anything useful for me. That may be because I don't know enough about it. Um, we've used things like Flickr um, in the past when we've had something visual, if we've been doing work where you know, you're talking perhaps an exercise um, with paramedics and people, so we've used that to post photos and give people access to that, which I suppose is a limited sort of use of social. Um, I'm also aware of the use of quite a lot of the social tools through the way that people are working in different businesses. I do quite a lot of project management teaching and I know a lot of project managers are making great use of that. Um, I've played with a couple of collaborative tools there but they are again that sort of closed corporate university enterprise social media mm -hmm. as opposed to the use of the more widely available social media tools. Okay and have you have you, um, have you done any measurements or any, any looks at kind of uh, any any studies on on the positives and the, the what you're getting back from from the publicity for your research school, uh, or for the the kind of continuing engagement for the students. Uh, we've done nothing systematic. We do know that Twitter and the availability of the Twitter feed has been specifically mentioned on a number of modules that students have appreciated getting these little nudges. Right. And people have talked about it was useful to get tweet about X or Y. Um, in terms of any metrics on that, no, we haven't done anything. Right. Okay. Um, there's. I mean, I've, I've been in conversation with people lately. Where we've been talking. Uh, it's going a little bit of a tangent slightly. Uh, we've been talking about uh, ref and, and kind of measurable impact. Um, obviously, yeah. blogs, uh, social media, aren't measured in that at the minute. Do you think? I mean. Sort of blog hits and, and number of Twitter followers is going to be something that might They're be... They're not being mentioned at the ref. Um, however, I have seen them used as part of impact cases. Okay. Um, so I've seen them used this time around. And we were 
we talked slightly light-heartedly recently. I got an email from somebody offering to sell you know, multiple thousands of Twitter followers. Um, and you know, if you wanted to get a quarter of a million Twitter followers and then be able to drop into an impact case, you know, and this was publicized through a Twitter feed with 250,006 followers, the six being genuine and 250,000 being purchased, then you could do it. Um, whether anybody will, I don't know. Whether anybody will audit it, I don't know. But that impact and engagement uh, agenda is only going to grow. That's very, very clear. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Ref 2020, it's still called Ref, whatever it is in 2020, will have more emphasis on that. And people are very specifically planning for it now. Right. So I think you can probably expect to see far more calculated use of social media. I know that the EU projects... Um, it is now almost a requirement for somebody who's running an EU project to engage using social media as part of the dissemination and indeed evaluation of those projects. So I say we were part of one which finished recently. And we had the Twitter feeds, we had the Facebook page. Um, that was working with a company. It's one of the partners who did serious gaming and they developed a little game about multiculturality. That was run through Facebook. Um, that sort of thing ticks a lot of boxes. And to be fair, it also did incre increase reach. Yeah. Um, I suppose some of the benefit of that is, is that you may be engaging people that you might not in a, if you're sort of disseminating in a traditional academic sense. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what are your thoughts? Some people, you know, there is, there are plenty of studies around the difference between the boomer generation, which is mine, and the millennials, which is yours. <laughs> um, you know, we interact and we expect to get information in different ways. Absolutely. So, you know, these the various social media tools and the different types of tools have evolved, not because they've been pushed at people, but they've been involved. They've evolved because they've worked, and the ones that are out there may not be best of breed, but there's a hell of a lot of people using them. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can't argue with a billion people using Facebook. You know, Criticise it if you like, but don't dismiss it. Absolutely. Do you think we're going to get um, marketers, social media marketers, joining research institutes and and those sorts of things to try and yeah help help with that growth? Um, yeah, we have a lot of corporate um, partners and a lot of corporate followers for the research group because we do stuff around information and the way that information can be used more effectively, and people know that's a source of advantage. Mm -hmm. And they are finding that type of content across a far greater spread of sources. Uh, the permeability between academics and industry is greater and it's greater both ways. It's not just academics being pushed to go out and make stuff relevant to the real world. Those people out in the real world are also increasingly looking to universities and academic institutions to help them to bring, if not the solutions to problems, tools which can help build those solutions. Absolutely. Um, okay, so kind of uh, half an hour, almost 25 minutes in. Um, is there any kind of like uh, advice or ways that you'd, you'd, you'd recommend people kind of um, starting out using Twitter, whether they're a, they might be a, I don't know, a tutor or a course lecturer or um, maybe doing their PhD or working in a research institute? Uh, uh, I think it's the old thing. Think about your audience. Think about what you want this to do for you. It's a tool. Don't get seduced by the tool. Recognise it for what it is and use it effectively. Uh, the old adage that if you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail is very true. And it's dead easy to become a real bore on Twitter. You know, I've got people who I initially started out following, and I've turned them off 
simply because the stuff that comes across, they seem to have a compulsion to tweet eight times a day or once an hour. Right. And yeah, just look at it. I've uh, had enough of this. I'm sick of seeing the logo. I'm sick of seeing the pretty little image and turn it off. Depends where you are. Depends who you are. You know, you're going to, and you can't be, you're not going to please everybody. So accept that it's a tool. Accept that you need a spread of different tools and think about how you want it to work for you. Um, try and be a little bit reactive to that as well. For sure. Um, is there anything in particular that you do uh, to keep people engaged, if you like? You know, I mean, you talked about not, not tweeting kind of eight times a day. Um, do you try and use a lot of like images or, or videos or anything like that? Um, I try and make sure that I think of the audience. So if I'm aiming something specifically to a first-year undergraduate group, then I will stay away from heavy academic papers. I may use, I will use respectable sources because I really don't want them trawling into non-respectable sources. Sure. Um, you know, so I would go to things like the BBC or the Financial Times or the Guardian. Um, I'm not going to start pushing stuff out from you know, the Onion or somewhere like that because otherwise they may say, well, you, know, you sent us stuff like that. Why can't we use that in our coursework? So there are some dangers around that. Um, for people like postgraduate researchers, then very often it's just a link to an interesting paper. If a journal comes out that they may not have seen yet, it's just a flagging. If this is interesting, there's a couple of pieces in here that might be of good use to you. Here's the link for it. Great. Um, and where can we find you on Twitter or, or anywhere else? Um, Twitter is at AimTechLeads, which is the research group. Right. And um, if you search for AimTech in Leeds on LinkedIn, because I can't remember the account offhand, <laughs> um, we have a closed group for our advisory board, but there is a general one there. Great, and people can connect with you through that. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, I can't think of anything else to add. Anything else that you want to add regarding Twitter and social media? No. no? Enjoyed it. Thank you very much for your Thank time. you very much. Um, okay. Your first guest on. Hey. Right. <laughs> Thank you very okay. much. Cheers. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.